0: A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive through Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Welcome back. We are just uh, going to wrap up our conversation now with Kay Jensen, Paul Earhart from Jenner Farms. An organic operation that's just outside of Sun Prairie entails about 100 acres of cropland, which is amazing to be able to say that in uh, the suburbs of, of Sun Prairie, shall we say. And they, by design, are going to be transitioning out of production agriculture. But they are obviously hoping that someone will be able to step in. And that gets a little complicated when you are a certified organic farming operation that spent years and years dedicated to that practice and now, how do we find a buyer? What have you learned about this whole portion of the transition? What's, what's the perceived value of organic farmland? What kind of interest? You know, You mentioned that you had people as far away as Ohio that were coming to buy some of the equipment. What's it been like when word finally got out that this opportunity presented itself? So the first assumption
1: is that we would be staying on the farm. Because most people seem to think that, oh, you have this house, you have it paid for, or someone paid for, you would stay on the farm. We purposely made a decision that we could not stay on the farm. And the main reason is this. We can't watch someone else farm the land that we have been taking care of for nearly three decades. Mm-hmm. Um, the joke we tell is it's kind of like watching someone else kiss your wife. Not necessarily <laughs> what we want to <laughs> see happening. Um, the other thing is, and the, I think Paul can speak to this better. Regardless of how much we plan, this is an emotional oh. yo-yo roller coaster, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and probably more so for Paul than for me.
0: Oh, just like any farmer,
2: I mean. Right, right. There, there's a whole oh, over the course of my life. I sorry. Um, Okay, so you kind of get an identity of who you are internally over time, Mm -hmm. and that's one of the big emotional adjustments is realizing that, well, I'm not going to be an active farmer anymore. So, I mean, it is a very emotional thing. Mm -hmm. One of the big things that Kay and I had going for us in this is that, you know, we had uh, started a family and everything before we bought the farm. It wasn't a family farm. And because it wasn't a multi generational family farm, there's so much stuff that goes into all those emotional decisions and things. Uh, so it was just Kay and I and our two children who were not going to be taking over the farm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It's true. It doesn't matter how many acres you've got, how many animals you've got, if any. That's the one thing that really during the pandemic I worried about. The farmer's identity is their farm, um, and they don't. It's hard to separate it. It's just like me trying to separate Pam Yonke from the farm, babe. It, it's very difficult to imagine that. So now you're you're coming to grips with this time in your life. This is the plan. This is where we're going. What has open interest been like? How many calls are coming in? What are you sensing about? That market that's out there because you never know until you're in it, really.
1: Right. You never know until you put something up for sale if there's interest. I would say the interest is tepid. And uh, we went with a real estate agent. We are not trying to sell the farm on our own. That is not something we're doing. We approached our neighbors. We told them what was happening. We had an exemption list of those neighbors with our real estate agent. So that was all arranged as part of the contractual agreement. Um, The other thing is we were seeing this hot real estate market where people were saying, oh, things were gonna sell in four days. Um, So we were prepared for anything, literally anything. We had a storage unit lined up if we had to move in 30 days, um, but we have found the, the response to be a little more tepid. And I think there's a couple reasons for that. Um, We are at a price point that is above what your first home might be. Mm -hmm. Um, We are in a market that has a price point where land is simply higher Mm -hmm. because of our location to Madison Sun Prairie. And those create, like the fact that there's only so many organic farmers who might be able to buy a farm, there are only it creates a different level or a winnowing out of of people. So the market is much smaller. Our real estate agent says that farmland sells in the winter. Um, when folks have a tendency to start looking at their books after harvest, where they say, okay, we need to make some purchase decisions based on tax decisions, based on uh, cash flow decisions, uh, based on what the interest rates are. So we've been a little surprised that it's a little slower than we thought. Um, But we, at the other hand, remember we've planned this. And so the the worst that's going to happen, Pam, the worst that's going to happen is we're going to live in our house. We're going to have someone control the weeds around our farm. We will have a custom cutter come in. We'll plant cover crops and we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. That's the worst that's going to happen. And again, it's because we've been planning this for three decades. Everything was about, okay, how can we use this differently if that's what we need to do? Right.
0: Love our life. while well, we've got it. And then be ready for what's next. And that's the obvious question. Again, we'll be telling you about uh, the auction details. November 4th is the auction. If you'd like to physically be there and see this transition take place, if this is something that pit- fits into your plans, your kids' plans, uh, hired man's plans, you know how it goes in agriculture. We're all connected. Everybody's got an idea. Then think about it. We'll post the details up at Midwest Farm FarmReport.com, fabulous farm babe on Facebook. And now what's next? And I say that smiling broadly, folks, because I know these two. And um, for Farmer Paul to not be sitting at the kitchen table already cataloging and logging what's going to be going in in first quarter 2023 is new territory. You were an agriculture educator, so you have that in your tool bag, too. And Lord only knows how many different directions you could be going What is next?
1: So the first thing we're excited about is not being in business together. Farming with your spouse (laughs) has been the hardest part of this job. Growing is not the hardest part for us. Marketing is really staying married to someone you love when you have to make these kind of business decisions. At the end of the day, I can't go home and complain about my co-worker. <laughs> and so for me, I am excited about creating a life together that isn't dependent on making a living. Yeah. And so I'm excited about that. I know it's going to have all its own um, yeah, nuances, <laughs> but I am excited about that. It'll be nice to talk about... The ketchup cap,
0: not um, picking broccoli. Okay, Paul, so how about you? Alcohol soon to come, or how are you going (laughs) to deal
2: with it? (laughs) Well, the first thing that we're going to do is for six months, we're not doing anything. We're not planning anything. We're just seeing where we are, feeling. We've got a lot of emotions that. To unpack and mm-hmm. to live through, mm-hmm. uh, going through this. I know we're young to be "quote unquote" retiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what comes after this, I I don't know. Um, but we'll be figuring that out in the, in the next yeah. uh, six months or so. And that, I I'm not I'm purposely not looking beyond that.
0: I was just going to say that's that for a change is one of the unplanned areas for you too, to try to you know like you said live it for a little while, how does this feel compared to what we expected or what others have told us, and then go from there. Well, I hope you'll take take me along on the journey because, like I said, folks, these are lifelong buddies of mine uh, going back uh, all the way to college and that, and it's it's been a real treat to watch them consciously. You have to understand, they consciously made this decision. When they lived in Madison with, at that time, their young son, they consciously made a decision on what they were going to create That turned into Gen Air Farms out in uh, the Sun Prairie area. Now, how else are you communicating with people? Are you still using your website? I don't even know. Do you still do an e-newsletter? How are you trying to help former customers, friends, and others know what's coming up on November 4th?
1: So, mostly Facebook. um, That's been the predominant way. We're still talking to people. We're still sending emails out. Um, uh, And that's another thing we're trying to figure out. I mean, our whole social group is based around this job. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that people have asked Paul the most is, oh, what are you going to do once you're done farming? And we, again, made a decision. Paul didn't have to decide that. Mm -hmm. He does not have to decide right now because there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to decide what he's going to do, what hobbies he's going to pick up, where where we might have to work to get insurance because right. that's one oh, we're right, trying to figure out. Sure. Yeah. Um but we purposely have decided not to decide that because we don't know. This is probably the first time since <laughs> we've been married. We just don't know, but we're going to take time uh to figure it out to work. I mean, we're 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 young uh relatively. Mm-hmm. Um we're we're healthy. Mm-hmm. We're still happily married eighty mm-hmm. percent of the time. <laughs> yeah. So our kids are in great places. They are secure in their employment and in their housing. So we're just gonna figure this out. i I can guarantee there'll be a plan somewhere in there.
0: I guess that would not surprise me at but all. Not yet. <laughs> Well, I really appreciate you guys coming in to share the story. Like I said, it's always I've always been keeping an eye on, on what's happening out there, and they've helped me tell the story, especially, like I said, during the pandemic or as everybody wanted to try to pivot and get to know their farmer, Paul and Kay have been very generous with their time and helping to share their story. And this is just another one of those chapters. Like I said, far too many times people hear about a farm being sold, it's up for sale, uh, the rumors start about, oh, somebody's sick, somebody died a divorce, uh, financial problems. This is a planned exit, folks, and it's a story that's not often easily shared in Wisconsin. We just don't have it happen all the time, but now you've heard it. Uh, Play it again if you'd like. We'll have it up on our podcast, MidwestFarmReport.com, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, and like we said, Gen Air Farms, if you want to follow it on Facebook and see uh, how these folks transition and how things go about that will be the next chapter, and we'll catch up with them when they have given themselves those six months and find out what the plans look like later on in 2023. Paul, Kate, thank you very much for being in studio. It is going to be quite the journey just getting through November 4th, but I appreciate you sharing it with us today. It's good luck. That's Thank you. all we can say. All right, folks, like I said, a long conversation, but I hope you enjoyed it. Please let us know what you think. We've got our Midwest Farm Report talk text line, and uh, feel free to share your thoughts, uh, encouragement perhaps. That's 877-301-FARM, 877-301-3276. Enjoy your weekend.